Thank you for tuning in to Trinity Baptist Temple's podcast. I'm Pastor Kyle Dinsmore, and I pray today's sermon is a blessing to you as you continue to seek the Lord and follow His will for your life. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. God bless you. We have a great service this morning, praise the Lord. Our theme cast, uh, you've seen the banners up already and uh, seen the images on the screen, the hope of glory. I love the song that Rochelle was just singing uh, because that's all it's a- a- about, the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Uh, he is for us. And um, no matter what, if we are, we are on his side, if we are uh, on his team, and he is for us. It doesn't mean that there doesn't, discipline doesn't come and correction doesn't come by our a loving father, but uh, man, he is, he is for us. And so uh, thank you for being here. If you have your Bibles, you can turn them over to Colossians chapter 1. And as you're doing that, I want to remind you, Brother Jeffrey said a couple things at the beginning. Be sure to look at your bulletin. Um, there's several things going on, not only this week, but coming up. Uh, we got wings this week. Um, we also have a couple of cool things going on next Sunday morning and Sunday evening. Brother Harold Noble is going to be here. So uh, some of you are very familiar with him and his lovely wife, Jeannie. They're going to be here, and he's going to be preaching for us. So uh, invite your friends uh, that don't have churches, your uh, neighbors that don't have churches, and uh, get them to come. Um, and then also on the Welcome Center, that sign-up sheet for the men's retreat. Uh, we'll try to get the link going for online registration, but it's, it's acting buggy right now. So uh, but you can go by and sign up for that. Sign up for the, the uh, anniversary dinner coming up in February. Uh, again, a lot of stuff going on. Um, I want to say a couple things about the men's retreat real quick, and then we'll jump into this. Um, we're actually combining it with uh, the church down the street, Northwest Baptist Church. So guys, uh, you want to be a part of this. This is going to be cool. There's going to be some friendly Christian competition uh, that goes on there. Um, and some of you know me, and I keep it Christian. When we're playing sports, we, we very, very, very uh, it's competitive, but it, very, very good. There's testimonies are still upheld. So, uh, but you want to be there. There's lots of stuff going on. The price that you see out there includes three uh, meals. It includes lodging, uh, all the activities and stuff like that. A T-shirt. So, uh, I think it's eighty dollars. So, uh, but that covers the whole thing. Uh, February twenty-fourth and twenty-fifth. Uh, you don't want to miss that, guys. It's going to be an awesome time. We've got a guest speaker coming down. There's going to be breakout sessions, lots of activities, lots of fellowship, lots of fun. Um, and so, guys, it's going to be a really good deal. Uh, I can, we can share more about you. If you have any questions uh, or you want to sign up, you can see Brother Clay Stevenson. He's going to be uh, handling all of the uh, sign-ups and the registration and stuff like that. So, uh, Well, this year's theme, as you see, Christ in, me, uh, Christ in You, the Hope of Glory. Uh, actually kind of piggybacks on 2016 uh, theme that we have upon this rock uh, I'll build my church and the reason why it kind of piggybacks on that is because we we saw that Christ absolutely is the rock of the church he absolutely is the cornerstone the head of the church the strength both now for us and the strength to come and uh, as we think about the hope that we have the hope of glory that we're going to look at this morning uh, we, we can very clearly see in our world today that it's full of hopelessness. I mean, think about it. Look, look around. Again, we've talked about turning on the news and seeing all the hopelessness that goes on there. And uh, from poverty-stricken people to people without homes and can't get homes, from people who are lonely uh, to helpless orphans uh, with no family, people with diseases and various sicknesses that doctors can't find cures for. Again, hopelessness is everywhere in this world. 
This earth is dark and it abides in darkness. It's been that way since that original sin was committed in the Garden of Eden. Darkness because of sin. Again, hopelessness abounding in this world. And people are searching. There's no doubt that people are searching in this world for hope. People are searching for something to grab onto that's going to give them a little glimmer of light. But the bad thing is, is they're searching for that hope, that, that hope, uh, the, the, the glimmer of light in, in money. They're searching for it in careers. Many people are searching for it in possessions. Lots of people are searching for it in entertainment and activities, things they do, things they, they enjoy, hobbies. A lot of people search for it in status whether it be through fame or through relationships. And some people, and, and well, no, a lot of people are searching for that, that hope in relationships. Maybe they don't have a relationship. And they're thinking, well, if I just had that, then I would be okay. Lots of people find it, or search for it, don't find it, they search for it in sports. We talked a little bit about our, uh, our, our beloved Dallas Cowboys yesterday uh, at our workers meeting. And uh, we had a conversation even this morning in our men's prayer time. And I, and I said, yeah, I'm gonna say it to the church. You know, it's going to be interesting to see if the Cowboys win the next couple weeks and end up in the Super Bowl, right? Because we got church service. We got, and some of you did not smile when I said that. <laughs> we got church service, but because it's going to put a, a position in place here where we talk about, okay, now I want God to bless the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. So if I'm at church, maybe he will bless his people by being because they're at church and give the cowboys a win then some people say you know what god doesn't care about sports i'm just going to stay home and watch the cowboys and you will be the reason we lose <laughs> no, <laughs> no but uh it's it's uh it, you know it's, it's something that people really do try to find hope in try to find hope in sports and and stuff and and uh, man you can see it too because some people they live and die by their sports teams uh, man, they, as long as their team's winning, they're good. But man, if their team's losing, don't talk to me. You know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a good person to be around. I don't want to talk to anybody. They mope around, uh, can't hardly get their head off the ground. Um, but they try to find hope there. Try to find fulfillment. And um, again, whether they're hoping their team will come through finally, whether they're hoping their team's going to win, maybe though it's a little more serious and it's, it's hoping that the days of struggling to pay bills eventually comes to an end. The struggle is over there, hope, hoping that that person will eventually come in their life to give them that fulfillment they need in a relationship, to fill a void. Maybe it's a hope that the hurting that they've experienced in their life will eventually end. Hope that that disease that their, their loved one has or that they have will eventually be cured. Hope to find a home. Hope to find a family. Again, there's a lots, of, lots of people searching for hope in this world. And I want to say this, hopelessness and hurt often go hand in hand together. Uh, a lot of people that are searching for hope and, and, and without it, uh, they're hurt because of it. But our, our theme this year is, is so important because it makes it abundantly clear because it's clear in Scripture. What hope is, who it lies in, and why we should have it. So this morning I want to pray, I want to read these Scriptures and get into this. Uh, hopefully it won't be too long. Um, at least before three, we'll be done. So, uh, no, <laughs> I'll just play. Let's pray and we'll get into this. Father, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for your word. Thank you for what we've experienced so far already. Uh, God, you are so good. And Lord, just the songs this morning reminding us of the fact that you're so good. You are for us. God, you've done everything for us. You've laid down uh, your life. Uh, 
you uh, give us this amazing opportunity to have a relationship with you through grace and through our faith and, and what you've done and sending your only son to die on the cross for us, God, to pay the price for us. Rising again, Lord, we thank you so much for the gospel. Thank you so much for the opportunity to worship you that we've had, and thank you for this time now to experience your word. And I pray that you would not only just use me as a vessel, but God, you would speak to each one of us. Lord, we'd be receptive to your word. Your spirit would have full reign, and as Brother Jeffrey's already prayed, if there's someone here that's lost, that truly, if they didn't know if they were to die today, they'd spend eternity in heaven. God, I, I pray that before they leave today, they'll, they'll, they'll grab a, a minister, they'll grab an usher, they'll grab somebody and say, please show me how I can know I'm going to heaven when I die. And Lord, we, uh, again, thank you so much for this time. And we ask you to bless in Jesus' name. Amen. Colossians chapter 1, we're going to start reading in verse 24. And we'll go through 29. It'll give us our theme verse for this year. Who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Again, Paul, Paul has said this, listen, I, I, I'm going to continue suffering the afflictions that Christ started when he was on this earth, died on the cross, rose again, and I'm going to finish it up in my body for the sake of the body of Christ, which is the church, he said. And he says, whereof I made a minister. He's made a minister of the body, the, the body of Christ, according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. To whom? To his saints. God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And he goes on and he says, Whom we preach, talking about Christ, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Whereunto, uh, up to that point, that's Paul saying, for this point and up to this point, that's why I also labor. That's why I give myself to the point of exhaustion so that every man may be in Christ Jesus, that every man may come up to a mature person in Christ Jesus. I labor to that point, he says striving according to his working which worketh in me mightily again paul was giving himself 100 percent for the body of christ for the kingdom of god because he said this mystery has been revealed this mystery that's been hid through the ages has been hid through the, through all the generations and now it's made manifest to the saints of, of of god which is this christ in you the hope of glory and that's our theme this year again the world's understanding today is is, is, is a misunderstanding of what hope truly is. Today, people think, when they think of the word hope, they think, well, it's a, a wishful desire. I hope that, that I get this for, for Christmas. I hope that this happens to me at work. Or I, I hope that this happens. Again, a kind of a wishful desire is, is, is mostly what the world defines hope as. But the dictionary, we, we can look and see in, in it, and it gets pretty close to what the biblical definition of hope is the, the the dictionary says that hope is a feeling of expectation a desire for something certain to happen and then it says this as an alternate uh, definition or, or, or a number two definition a feeling of trust a feeling of trust and that's so important because when we look at number one what hope is in your notes it means this in scripture a confident expectation so when we say or when scripture says hope and we try to understand what god is telling us when he says hope we have to understand that it means it's a confident expectation just like trust 
Just like you sat in that seat, you had hope that it would hold you up. It was confident expectation. It was trust. Just like when we get saved, we put our hope, we put our faith, we put our trust, we put our confident expectation in Jesus Christ and in him alone. And so again, hope is very important for us. Our theme, Christ in you, the hope of glory. It means this, the glorious hope that we have, the glorious confident expectation we have is simply this, Christ in you. Or another way, Christ in you is the only confident expectation that we have. Christ in you or Christ in us is the only confident expectation we have. You know, we look around this world and there's so many things that are begging for our trust and, and asking for our confidence. Whether it be, uh, you know, retailers, whatever, they want us to trust them so we buy their product. Or again, sports teams, their branding, whatever, they try to get us to have trust in them. But there's only one true thing, only one true person that we have or to have hope in that gives us that absolute confidence, and that's Jesus Christ. And then we're going to see that in just a second. But to understand better what this means, to understand what hope is, we have to understand how Christ is in us because this is Christ in you is the hope of glory. Or this glorious hope that we have is Christ in you. What is it to have Christ in us? What is it for us to be in Christ? Because if we, if we believe that Jesus Christ was God in the flesh, the Son of God, a man just like you and I, how in the world is a man inside of me? How, how is flesh and blood? We say, well, yeah, I mean, but he died, he rose again, he ascended on high. But we say, Christ in you is the hope of glory. How is a man inside of every single child of God? How is Jesus inside of us? Well, Scripture, praise God, tells us how this is. In Romans chapter 8, verse 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Praise God. There's no condemnation for those of us who are in Jesus Christ. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Verse 9, but ye are not in the flesh. But in the Spirit. Here's how you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. He says, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. You know, in this world today, we have a lot of people going around saying that they're Christians, that they have Christ in them, but they have no part with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has no dealings with them. They don't have any relationship with God. They simply claim the name of Christian as a religion. But the Bible very clearly says that if you don't have the Spirit of Christ in you, you have no part with him, and he has no part with you. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, is none of his. And if Christ be in you, and if Christ's Spirit is in you, the body is dead because of sin, and the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, make alive your mortal bodies, by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So again, this makes it very clear that the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is that identifying mark of the believer for, in Jesus Christ. It's the identifying mark of those who are God's. Another very important fact is this, back in, in, in verse 10 there, it equates that indwelling of the Holy Spirit with the presence or the indwelling of Christ inside of us. So Christ in us is only possible through the Holy Spirit. God the Spirit in us. Again, we know that there is, is a triune God. It's three in one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Each 100% God. 
Jesus, when he walked this earth, 100% man, 100% God. And now as we're walking around, as he has ascended to the right hand of the throne of God, and you and I are here on this earth walking around searching for hope, the only hope that we have is Christ in us. The Holy Spirit inside of us. And of course, we see when this happens, things change. When the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of someone, things change. Matter of fact, everything changes when the Holy Spirit lives inside of someone. That's what the Bible says. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, and look what the next statement is. All things, all things are become new. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So God has chosen those of us. He, we've placed our faith in him. And in his foreknowledge, he says, you know what? I'm putting you in my body. I'm putting you in my son. So when, again, Christ is in us, we're radically changed. Our desires change. Our, 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 our hopes change. Our perspective changes. Again, we actually have hope for the first time. But someone asks, how, how does this happen? How do I have the Holy Spirit living inside? How can I get the Holy Spirit living inside of me? How can I have Christ in me? How can I have hope, this glorious hope inside of me? How does that happen? How does, how, how does that transaction happen? Praise God for Scripture again. Romans chapter 10. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. God gave a law, man had to live by the law. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, say not in thine heart who shall ascend to heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up from the dead, again from the dead. But what saith it? What's, what does faith say? It says the words nigh unto thee, it's even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, Paul says. And here it is, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. He goes on to explain, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed or put to shame. For there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek in this matter, he's saying, because the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of faith, how does that transaction happen? How does Christ become in us? How do we have the hope of glory, the hope beyond this life, confident expectation that takes us through this life and beyond this life? How does that happen? It happens by faith. It happens by confessing with our mouth the Lord Jesus, his substitutionary death on the cross in our place. We deserve the cross. He took it for us. It's our confessing of him as the Lord and Savior, accepting his sacrifice, but also that he got up from that grave three days later and rules over sin, over death, over hell, over all because he's God Almighty. And when we say that, we say, I trust you, I believe you, we surrender to that, that is confidence, that's trust, that's faith, that's hope in Christ alone. And so it takes trust, it takes hope in Christ for him to live in us. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, in whom all, you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth. See, some people say, I got saved one day, I was just walking around. Listen, you, you can only get saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ. You have to know that it's only through Christ alone. What is the gospel? The gospel is God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, 
but have everlasting life, believing that not only he died on that cross, but three days later, as God, as we said a while ago, he got up, he resurrected, he was not, death had no victory over him. That's the good news. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. It says, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel, the good news of your salvation, in whom also after, which, uh, after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. Many in here have probably bought a house before, and when you go to buy a house, you look to do a, a mortgage, or you're working with a, a, a home builder, uh, they want you to put down earnest money. It's guarantee money, Right? The Holy Spirit is our guarantee, is our guarantee that he sealed us. When we get saved, when we put our trust in Jesus Christ and his work on the cross, his resurrection, put it in him and him alone, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. It's the seal, that eternal seal, that promise, that guarantee that one day he's going to return for us again and take us to be where he is forever. So again, hope is that confident expectation of what's to come. And in Christ, we have a glorious hope. He said, what are you talking about? He's going to come back and, and, and take us to, 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 uh, to be with us, uh, to be with him for eternity. Titus chapter 2, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Grace has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. So again, we have a blessed hope. We have a glorious hope that one day, those of us who have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, he's coming back for us. That's part of the hope of glory. That's part of an amazing hope, confident expectation of things to come. Why can, why can someone, this, many of you know of the tragedy that happened last week, uh, it, was a, it was a rough week. We, we had to say goodbye to uh, Miss Deborah Hunter, um, and, and praise God, she's healed, she's in the presence of God, uh, but there, there was, she, her, her body was, was worn, her body was hurting, her body was, was sick, and, and uh, there was, there was a, a process that that took, and um, we've been walking with her, and praying with her, and walking with Brother Calvin, and praying with them, and uh, but God saw fit to take her home and relieve her of that, that, that pain that she was in. Uh, but there was a tragedy as well uh, right at, at the backside of that. Um, and Brother Tim Lee, who, who, who's scheduled, it's kind of up in the air at this point in time, but uh, scheduled to come in, in a few weeks at the beginning of February, he lost his granddaughter. And that was unprepared. That was, that was a shock. That was not something that they were ready for. Um, but many of you following their journey through this grief and this, this loss, uh, have seen them struggling through it and have had still had hope through it all. Uh, that's what has carried them, knowing that she's now in the presence of God, knowing that, that their 16-year-old granddaughter who was tragically taken from them is now in the presence of God. They have that hope that she's there. They have that hope that they're going to be with her one day. They have hope that the Lord's going to come back one day. And she's going to be with him. And they meet in the clouds if, 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 if they're still alive. There's hope. Hope only because of Jesus Christ. And you and I have hope because of what he's done. To be with him in glory one day. Psalm 73, 24. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. 
Praise God. So our only hope, our only confident expectation of things to come, our only hope, period, is in Christ, Christ alone. Therefore, we see, number two, who hope lies in. It's in Him, in Him alone. When we say, well, I mean, but I feel like there's other things that I can have confidence in. Listen, everything in this world that we see is temporal. The Bible says that. The things which are seen are temporal. The things which are not seen are eternal. So everything that begs for our hope, our confidence, our trust in this life is temporal. So that's why in Christ alone, I place my trust. In Christ alone, my hope is found. In Christ alone, he is our only hope, both for in this world and the world to come. So say, well, yeah, but now listen, if we can get to that spot where we say, you know what? All of my confidence, all of my expectation, all of my hope is in Christ. We will, we will walk through this life with so much more joy, with so much more peace and comfort. When we try to find hope in other places, that's where we start getting off. Again, through this world, it's only found in him. The apostle Paul made this very clear that hope is in Christ only. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1, he says, Paul, an apostle of, the, of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God, our Savior, and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. Very clearly, he is our hope. There's nothing beside him. There's nothing additional to him. He is our hope. It's only found in Christ. Again, him being the satisfaction of, of our sins requirements. Doing it on our, our behalf gives us that hope, this confidence. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. I love that. God reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses. Imputing is a, is a, is a transaction word. It, it, it's, it's like depositing in a bank account. Imputing, it says not depositing their trespasses on their account, but taking their trespasses and imputing it and, and putting it on Christ in his account. It goes on to say that. It says not uh, uh, imputing uh, their trespasses unto them and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. And here is, here's what he's saying. For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That's the transaction. He, he became sin for us who knew no sin. He took the penalty. God put on the, the, the sins of all the world, you, my sin and your sin, on Jesus Christ. And he paid the price for that sin on Calvary's cross. Man, it can only be found because of this gracious work, because of the gracious work, the empty tomb. We can only find hope in Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, if in this life we... Uh, only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Now I share that, that verse at funerals often because many people are, are, are having hope and they think that, uh, that Christians who have hope in Christ are just going through some, uh, they're just a part of some religious movement, that they're just uh, missing so much of what this life has to offer. But our hope in Christ takes us way beyond this world. Our hope in Christ is an eternal hope, is an eternal confident expectation that once we do live this leave this life we're going to live with him for eternity and so again it's only found in christ psalms chapter 39 i don't think i sent this back to them verse 30, 30 uh, 39 
Verse 7 says, Lord, what wait I for? <coughs> Excuse me. My hope is in thee. My hope is in thee. Psalm 62, verse 5. My soul, wait thou only on God, for my expectation is from him. Again, our only hope. If you're here this morning and you're struggling, uh, maybe, maybe you're even a Christian and, and, and you're saying, man, I'm struggling in my relationship. I'm, just, I'm, I'm hoping that, that our marriage gets better. I'm, I'm hoping that we, we stop struggling with, with our finances. I'm hoping that, 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 that our kids will do this. Or I'm hoping that uh, my job gets better. Maybe you're here, as I said a while ago, and, and you're lonely and you're hurting. And you say, I just hope God brings that person to my life. I want to challenge and charge every single person here, believer, non-believer alike. Listen, the only hope we should have is in Jesus Christ. Put it in him. Trust him because, listen, he's the only one that can truly heal your marriage. He's the only one. From, uh, praise God from whom all blessings flow. All good things are from above. It, it, God, God can bless and help you in your job. He can help make you be that ambassador and effective uh, servant from him. But you've got to have hope in him. If God wants you to be with someone, he can bring that person in your life. But if you're trying to do it yourself, you're going to mess it, mess it up bad. Hope in Christ. Trust in Him. Put all of your confident expectation in Him. Put all of your trust in Him. Just trust God. My life is yours. You love me so much that you gave your son for me. You rose again to give me eternal life. And you are in me. And you have given me hope of this world to come. And so I know that hope can carry me through this world. I just want to trust you. I just want to put all of my confidence in you. And God, if you bring that person in my life, I'll praise you. If you don't, I'll praise you. God, if you, if you work my job out and it becomes better, then I'll praise you. If it doesn't, if it's just a trial, then I'll praise you. God, I'll just praise you. I, I want to put all my hope in you. But the third and final thing this morning is answering the question, why hope? Why hope? Our theme says hope of glory. Glory. Why is hope so necessary? People are searching for it all over this world. People are trying, as we said earlier, this world is searching and searching for hope. Why? Why are they searching for hope? Because they're searching for hope because of what it brings. It would bring comfort. That it would bring peace. That it would bring assurance that things are going to be okay. And this world is searching for it. And again, many Christians are searching for it. And they, they, they took, they, maybe that's you this morning. Maybe, maybe you're a Christian and you put all of your confidence in Jesus Christ and there's been a time in your life where all you did was put all your confidence in him, all your hope in him to carry from day to day. And now, because problems have come up in your life, you've begun to worry and stress and you begin to put hope in, in, in the job and put hope in, in, in your abilities and hope in all these things and, and you're struggling and you've lost your way. Maybe this morning as we begin this new theme, maybe this morning, this new year, you, you, you make a, a recommitment to the Lord and say, God, every day I'm going to get up when your, your mercies flood me new every morning. I'm going to renew my hope. I'm going to renew my, my trust in you every day. No matter what comes my way, I'm going to put my confidence in you. So I know that you'll carry me. And even if something comes against me and it takes me out of this world, I, that hope's going to carry me because I know what's to come because of what you've promised me. 
But again, people are hoping because they want peace, they want comfort, they want assurance, they want the good things. And let's remember this, Christ in us is the only hope that we've seen in Scripture that gives us that promise, that gives us the promise of the great things that, the, uh, that a great and loving God has promised that he, He's going to do in Christ alone. So before Christ and without Christ, there's no hope of things to come. And people are living day to day without Christ, and there's no, uh, I've talked to many people like that before, and, I, and I've asked them, well, uh, do you know where you're going to spend eternity if you were to die today? And, they'd, and, and they've answered no. And, 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 I, and I said, well, well, does that concern you? I mean, do you ever think about death? Now, sometimes. Does it concern you that you don't know where you're going to spend eternity after that? Not really. Some people have no idea what's coming. They have no idea what's ahead. They have no idea that without Christ, in that hopeless condition, in that despair, there's a judgment ahead. A judgment that's going to be had in the face of an all-powerful, almighty, all-righteous God who will once and for all deal with unrighteousness and wickedness forever. At that judgment, he will hold each person who has not put their faith, their hope in Jesus Christ alone. He will hold them each individually responsible. And they will be in front of this almighty, all-powerful, all-righteous God. They'll be there with all of their wickedness and all of their sin still on their own shoulders. And they'll be there without representation. There'll be no one to stand there with them. There'll be no one to defend them then. There'll be no one to say, but God, can you just give them another chance? At that point at the great white throne judgment, there will be no other chances. It will be a final judgment. And for all of eternity, those without Christ, those without hope, will spend it in misery. You think about, I heard someone, in, and maybe it was Brother Tim Lee, a few years ago share what the worst thing about hell was going to be. Some of you may remember this. It's not that there's not going to be friends there or good things there. It's not that there's heaven won't be there, God won't be there. It's not, not necessarily that, but because it's this root thing. There's no hope there. There's no hope in hell. See, it's, it's a final destination. For those without Christ, it's eternity without hope that it will end ever. Without hope that someone will come and save them ever. Without hope that the pain will end ever. Hope is a big deal. Again, those who will face God one day will, will realize how important Christ in them was while they had life on this earth. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world, but now in Christ, Jesus, ye who were sometimes afar off were made nigh by the blood of Christ. 
Praise God. Colossians 3, verse 3, For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time, verse 18, are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. For our light afflictions, which is for, but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. 1 Peter chapter 5. But the God of all grace who has called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that you had suffered for a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Romans chapter 8, verse 24, for we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope for what a man seeth. Why does he hope for? If, it's, if you see it, it's not hope, it's not trust, not confidence. But if we hope for that which we see not, then we do with patience wait for it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death, where is thy victory? Praise God. I, I love this verse. A death swaddle, I'm sorry, it's death swaddle from victory. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, oh O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In light of all this, he says, Therefore, my beloved, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. That labor is not in vain. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, the last scripture. But I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and he rose again, even so them which also, uh, also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord, up until the point that he comes back, shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Listen to this. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Praise God. And then he says this. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. What is the world looking for? They're looking for comfort and peace and assurance. They're, they're, they're hopeless. They're, they're, they're without hope in their lives and very clearly in scripture the bible says there's glory awaiting in in spite of all the afflictions we have in spite of all of the trials that we may have to endure for a season in spite of all the difficulties that we face in this life as the children of god we have hope of glory one day why hope because god promised glory to those who are in christ jesus to share in his glory. And, and again, when we go through times where we suffer the loss of a loved one and a tragedy happens and it takes that loved one from us un, unexpectedly, we have hope of what's to come because of Jesus Christ. 
I don't have to worry one day that I'm going to stand before my God, before the God of all creation. And worry that he's going to say, depart from me, you that work in it. I don't have to worry about that. Why? Because my hope is found in Christ alone. My hope is in Christ alone. I have no confidence in myself. I have no, I have no trust in myself because I've seen what happens when I trust myself. I've seen what happens when I trust other things. It goes really, really bad. My hope is found in Christ alone. So if we have hope beyond this temporal world, it's only because of Jesus Christ. And as our musicians make the way, you and I, as the children of God, have a high privilege of sharing that hope of glory. Please listen. If you have hope, because of Jesus Christ, because of what he's done, and you've put that confidence in him, and you have hope, that confident expectation of what's to come because of his death and his burial, what a high privilege it is to carry that hope around. But listen to me this morning. What are we doing with that hope? Who are we sharing it with? Let me ask you this. Are you doing more now than when you were first saved as far as sharing the hope of glory with those who are without hope? And so I don't know anybody without hope. Yes, you do. They're all around. There are people hurting, people hopeless. And you have the hope of glory if you're a child of God. We, as the body of Christ, have the hope of glory that takes us through this life and beyond this life. Confident expectation. We have it inside. We get up every day and we live with it. But what are we doing with it? Who are we sharing it with? There's somebody out there that's lost in darkness. That the God of this world has blinded their minds. And all they need is the light of the glorious gospel. A treasure in earthen vessels inside of us. To, to be shared with them. So that they can experience that too. And that's what 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says. It said if our gospel be hid. It's hid to them that are lost. And maybe that's you this morning. Maybe you're here this morning and you feel lost. Maybe you've played a religious game. Maybe you think that going to church is what it's about. Maybe in your mind you think, well, I think I'll be okay when I stand before God one day. I want to recite what I said a while ago when I said, I, I, don't, I have confidence that one day I'm going to stand before him. And, and he's not going to say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. And I said that because it's in Christ alone that I have my hope. But you know what he says in that same verse? But they shall say unto him, Lord, Lord. Did we not prophesy in thy name and in thy name do many wonderful works and in thy name cast out devils? Didn't we do so much? Weren't we religious enough, God? Didn't we do enough good things? Didn't we go to church enough? Didn't we try to be a good person enough? His words to those false prophets and to anybody else who is in line with that is depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I never knew you. And so if you're here this morning and you're trying to, to find hope and think that you're going to be okay when you stand before that righteous God because you, you, you've been religious or you've gone to church or you, you said a prayer. It's not in a prayer. We've already seen it's in faith. It's in trust. It means it's in confidence in Christ alone. That requires surrender. And this morning, if you've never surrendered your life to Christ, I'm begging you, don't chance another day. I shared that story of that, that beautiful girl. She was here a few years ago. We got to meet her. We had lunch with her. 
She was. She was a bright, she, she just, all, all those kids were just very sweet. Tragically taken, 16 years old. But she knew where she was going. And she's no, no doubt in my mind, she's there now. Do you have that same assurance? Do you know without a doubt if, if that tragedy hits you, you're going to heaven? You would be in the presence of God. Because if you don't, I'm begging you to come this morning. We'll have a couple ministers down here. Let, please let them show you in God's word even more than what we've talked about today. And they'll show you how you can know that heaven's your eternal home. Don't pass it up. Don't pass it up. And for the Christians here, make a commitment this morning, this theme cast service, this introduction of our new theme. Make a commitment today. I'm challenging you. Whether you hit this altar or pray there, God, you've given me hope. And I want to share your hope that you've given me with more people this year than I ever have before. I want to share that hope. I have hope that even if disease or, 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 or accident takes my life, that I, I'm going to heaven. I want to share that hope with people without it. I'm going to ch I'm challenging you. Make a commitment to share the hope of glory with more people this year than you ever have before. Be committed to that. And maybe you're a Christian and you've lost that, that hope. Again, as I said a while ago, maybe it's because you've been hurt. Maybe because you've suffered loss. Maybe because you, 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 your job is struggling. You've got trials on every corner. And, and, your, and, and your hope, your confidence has been put in so many other things. Maybe this morning you need to come to this altar and say, God, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And from this point forward, I'm, I'm putting my hope back in you. I'm trusting in you and you alone. I'm not trusting my job. I'm not trusting relationship. I'm not trusting any, I'm trusting you and you alone. Whatever the need is, I ask you to respond however the Lord leads you this morning. Father, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for your word, and thank you for this, this theme that you've given to us this year. God, and I pray that we would be challenged with it. So we move forward, whatever, wherever we're at in our walk with you, God, if we have one, I, I pray that we would be challenged as you've challenged me, God. That this year would be the year that Trinity Baptist Temple shares the hope of glory with more people than we ever have before. Each member making a commitment. Lord, we have a hope, and we have, it's a treasure. It's a gift that you've given to us. Now selfish of us to not share that with people who are desperate and in need of hope, God. Help us to be faithful to share that hope with people in need. And God, please move that person, those people that may be here without hope. They've never put their faith in Jesus Christ. I pray that you move them this morning, that they'll accept you and be saved. We'll praise you for what you do. We ask and pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.